Last week, if you remember, we talked about the importance of the request and what that was. And, and as we ask other people, um, as we as we disarm, as we you know, we're not coming at them, we're not uh, putting our judgment on them, we're not casting things to them that they're not ready for, but rather we're just coming with a request. We're we're walking beside people like we saw Jesus do walk beside people. And so the importance of the request, um, we learned that it is so good to rejoice with others. When others have great things that are going on in their life, we want to rejoice. We don't want to be like, oh man, I wish that was going on in my life. Uh, no, we want to rejoice in the fact that God is doing great things and we get to rejoice with our brothers and sisters. We get to rejoice with people who don't yet know Christ. Um, you know, we want to be fans of people. And so we need to learn how to rejoice. And part of that is just laughing together, right? Um, laugh, mourning together, grieving together. There, there's all these things, but it's together in community and it makes it so important. So last week was about horizontal relationships, right? And this week I wanna talk more, and next week is gonna continue this, but I wanna talk about vertical relationship, our relationship to God, this request to God, right? And so I'm going to read the scripture again, Matthew 7, um, 7 through 12. It says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, if your children ask you for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Matthew 7, 7 through 12. And so again, last week we focused on these horizontal relationships, these relationships with people. Um, and and so how sometimes we feel strange requesting from others. And other times we feel strange when people request from us. Um, and sometimes we even try to like avoid people if we know that they are you know, quote, requesters. We're like, oh, I'm going to stay away from them. But but this leads us to um, this vertical relationship, right? I mean, our mission statement here at Lakeland Vineyard is loving God and loving people. So vertical relationship and horizontal relationship matter, in other words. And I have one question this week because we're gonna continue this on into next week. But I have one question this week that I think is super important. And it's this, how do I, okay, how do you approach God with a request? And I think maybe sometimes we can even see this as like, oh, this is just nonsensical, or maybe it's overwhelming to you. Um, you know, I'm supposed to talk to the God that created the entire universe. I'm supposed to make a request of him about something that matters to me. Some of the thoughts that might flow through our, our minds might be like this. Maybe you feel silly 
Maybe the whole God thing to you is like, maybe it's silly to you. And prayer, you feel like, what is prayer? Prayer is like, I feel like it's a wish to a fairy, you know, godmother, or is this a genie in the bottle type thing? And maybe that's your feeling. And, or maybe it's possible that, that you feel unworthy to ask God anything. Maybe you're like, I mean, did you see how I behaved not, you know, an hour ago? And now I'm supposed to go to God and ask him, uh, you know, to answer my prayer. I just don't feel worthy. Uh, or maybe, you know, maybe you have your life, quote, under control, right? Like, I don't need help. I don't need assistance. Why would I involve God in my life? He'll only get in the way of things. Um, and, and for me, I'm living my life and, and, and it seems to be going well. Or perhaps maybe you feel selfish in asking. Uh, maybe you feel like, man, there's, there's so many other things that God should be, you know, we're telling God, God, you should be concerned with other things, <laughs> not me. And, uh, but he cares about you. And you might be thinking, though, well, why would he bother about me? Why would he bother about me? What's so important about me? And it's so funny. Our minds, our hearts, they can take us so many places, can't they? I mean, just a, just a plethora of thoughts might go through as we talk about prayers. We talk about putting a request before God. But here's what I know. Being an apprentice to Christ, we are given an example in the life of Christ. Jesus models prayer for us. And if we are to be like Jesus, I believe that we are to be praying people. And so Jesus was in constant communication with the Father. Constant. He was in constant communication and consistently in communication. And so prayer is this. It's a beautiful gift. I mean, think about this. And it's a gift that we get to communicate with God Almighty, the creator of all things. And it's a beautiful gift because it's a gift that we can actually grow in. And when you're young in, in prayer and in faith in God, um, you often ask God, right, for only things that pertain to you, all right? your circle of asking is about this big, right? It's, it's you and, and it's about things that you need and things that you want. And I, I believe this with my whole heart, that's perfectly normal. Like, I don't think that's weird. I don't think that's abnormal. But as we grow in this prayer to God, as we, as we mature in our prayer life, what happens is um, you begin to discover that talking to God is actually a loving conversation about what you and he are doing together. Like, think about that. God invites you into his presence. God calls you sons and daughters, and he wants to use you in the kingdom of God. And when you approach God with this attitude of conversation about things that, God, what are we going to do together? How can I partner with you and what you're doing? Um, this attitude changes everything because you're no longer striving for your own benefit, all right? Rather, you're longing for what is going to benefit the kingdom of God. And that's such a great place to be. Now, Liz, I, I want to say this. I want to clear this up. 
you are no doubt going to continue to ask for things that you need. All right. It's not a bad thing. Uh, but but here's what happens when we when we go into this conversation. God, what are we going to do together? How can I partner with you? How can I be yoked to you? Something shifts there. Right. When 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 you are um, sharing with God your concerns and in turn, remember, conversation isn't just one way. It's two ways. So in turn, God is sharing with you and you're listening to what he is concerned about and so this is really really cool what happens is um, we grow in our prayer life and then we begin to say wow we grow in our apprenticeship to christ and we begin to pray for things that are beyond ourselves right? We begin to look at um, other people's needs, other people's dreams, other people's desires. And we get to say, man, we get to be a part of leaning into praying for them too. So I believe this, as we lift our eyes to Jesus, as we lift our hearts to Jesus in prayer, we begin to see beyond ourselves. And this is the coolest thing you recognize that there's a world out there that needs Jesus. You recognize that your brothers and sisters in Christ may be, may be hurting, and there it's beyond what you can do, right? So you, you're lifting them up in prayer. In other words, I would say it like this. As you mature in prayer, as you mature in your apprenticeship to Christ, being a disciple of Jesus, that, that as you lift your request before God, we, you lift it in a way that you trust that God knows best. And that, that is, that's tough, right? It can be tough because then we know it's, it's out of our control. God, you're in control. We have to say that. And, and actually, I want to say this. It's actually the relief. Thank God that, God, you are in control. Because, man, if I was in control, we would be, we would be in trouble. And so we, so we lift up our prayers in trust. And, and I want to share with you just out of Luke 22, 32. Jesus says this to Simon Peter. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Now, here we find Jesus, and he knows that Peter is going to deny him. And he's telling Peter, Peter, I have prayed for you. Now, this is Jesus, right? You feel like Jesus might have said something that, hey, I'm going to fix you. But think about this. What does Jesus do? Jesus lifts Peter up to the Father. He entrusts Peter to the Father. And he says, I have been praying for you so that when you, your faith, because you're going to go through a crisis, you're going to deny me. But but when your faith comes back, when you have repented and turned to me again, 
strengthen your brothers. Now, I believe this. We have to learn how to entrust people to God. How many of you are like me, man? Like control, right? Like we want to manage people. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're maybe you're not that type. You want to manage people though. You want to you want to make sure that everything's okay. And here's what I found as I've grown in my uh, discipleship to Jesus, as I've grown in my prayer life, is this that actually I don't want to control people. Uh, it is the worst possible thing that I could do is control people. I want to guide people in discipleship to Jesus because He is the truth. <laughs> he is the only way to the Father. And so I want to I want to entrust people. And I want to say this: this is not a cop out. To you know, like oh well, if I entrust them to God, I don't have to be in relationship with them anymore because I'm simply entrusting them to God. No, I believe it's a both and. I believe as we entrust people to God, that we actually what we're doing is we're we're doubling down and we're saying, you know what, I'm entrusting you to God. I'm praying, and you don't have to say this to them. I mean, that might be a little weird, but you're entrusting them to God and you're saying, but I'm going to walk in relationship with you because God has his best interest in mind. And so what do we do? We entrust people to God. We continue to lift people up in prayer, making the request to our heavenly father. And guess what? He knows how to give good gifts. He is in control and it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so I just want to encourage you uh, with that this morning, like as we commit to walk with people through the stuff that they're going through, and maybe some of you that are watching right now, someone committed to walk with you. They entrusted you to God, but they continued to walk with you. And, and as, a, as a product of that, as the product of that investment in you, you are, are further down the road in your apprenticeship to Jesus. I mean, how awesome is that? I know in my own life, I had I had youth pastors that invested in me. I mean, I was I was an idiot, okay? Uh, but they they invested in me nonetheless, and because of that, um, it, it changed my life. I had parents that that walked me through things that they probably didn't want to walk me through, but they invested in me. They entrusted me to God and walked with me in relationship. And what I want my encouragement to you today in this short message is this. Who is it in your life who, like Jesus, you need to entrust to God? You need to walk in relationship with not control, not cast your pearls upon them, but you need to go to the Father with a request and you need to entrust them so that they will be made strong in God because God is in control. And what I want to do right now is I just, I want to, as I ask that question, who is it in your life that that that, that resonates in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. Who is it? And what I want to do right now is just, I want us to pray for that person. So let's pray together. God, 
whoever it may be in, in our lives that we need to entrust to you and continue to walk in relationship with, God, we just say, God, would you come now? God, we, we say, be God in their lives. Help me not to be. I recognize that I am not their Holy Spirit. Uh, that would be a bad thing. But you are the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you are the Father. You are the Son. And, and you love your kids. And so, God, we just lift these people up to you today. We entrust their lives to you. And we say, come, Lord Jesus, and have your way. Would you move in their lives as, as we stand in relationship with them? Would you move in their lives? Would you come and do the things that only you can do? And Father, we just take this moment too to say thank you for the people that entrusted us to you and that continue to walk with us through our things. You are so, so very good, God. I just thank you that you rule and you reign and you invite us into this relationship with you. Amen. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to be on this passage next week because we're going to talk about um, and I, I made this threat a week ago, and then I, I haven't gotten there yet with the, <laughs> I haven't perfected it yet. Uh, but, but I want to ask this question, you know, what happens when we don't get what we want? And I want to continue that next week. We'll see you guys here at 10 o'clock in the room or online next week. Peace. <laughs>